I tell you, I'm just blessed to be alive. I woke up this morning. Like the old people say, I was closed, oh my God, in my right mind. I was playing when I said it, but I got emotional because I felt it. Yeah. Clothes in my right mind. Have the use and the activities of all of my limbs. I'm grateful. I am extremely grateful just to be here. Penny Penny, good morning. Keith B, good morning. Mary Jane, good morning. Happy belated birthday to you, my dearly beloved. Dijana, good morning. Be right, see right, good morning. I, I'm just grateful to be alive, y'all. I'm, I am extremely, extremely happy. Got so much work to do. We talked about yesterday of how important it is for us to keep moving, right? How important it is for us to keep moving no matter what we're experiencing no matter what we're dealing with keep moving twin good morning lisa wolf good morning like it we just we have to keep moving um and never lose sight of where we're headed you know i know when you look back over your life when you peek back into your past you got some some crazy stuff back there we have some troubling stuff back there we had some difficult times back there we had some uh low in the meal barrel times and moments back there where you know we scraping the bottom and scrubbing and and digging up change from everywhere, trying to make ends meet, trying to get gas money. Just so many different things, you know, behind us that it is, that makes it m- so much more vital and imperative that we do not lose focus on what's ahead of us. You got to make sure that you don't lose focus on what's ahead of you. Don't lose sight of where you're headed. Hear me? Don't lose sight of where you are headed. It's it's so much stuff that go on on a day-to-day basis that can distract us and divert our attention and pull us to the left or the right or try to pull our vision in places, you know, that are not conducive to where we're going and what's important for our life. You get what I'm saying? Felicia, good morning. Antoinette, good morning. Miss Cheryl, good morning. T Black, good morning. Derek Staffing, good morning. So you just gotta gotta stay focused on where you're headed. Um, and we talked about yesterday how you gotta learn how to put up with some stuff. When you know where you're going and what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to achieve, you got to learn to put up with some stuff. A lot of us, we have, we have um, such short tempers uh, and we're so aggressive when we are frustrated with our lives. Our level of aggression is determined by how deep 
our frustration is. Liv, good morning. Shay, good morning. Our, our level of aggression that we have towards things and issues and people determines is determined by the level and depth of our frustration. Some things you got to put up with, yo. It, it's, it is what it is. You got to be able to put up with some stuff. You got to develop thick skin to where you can handle the, some of the, uh, much of the oppression that you may experience on a day-to-day basis. You got to develop some thick skin where you don't let everything that you hear uh, get you just, you know, off track. Again, don't be sidetracked by the people that ain't on track. Ebony, good morning. Develop some thick skin. Don't get angry every time you hear something that someone said about you or that you see something that that you feel is not right. You got to develop some thick skin in order to be able to put up with some stuff. Study. It was so crazy. It was like, study, study the life of Jesus. You want to know how he endured, like the Bible say, a long litany of hostility? That means a long line, a long collection, a long um, history of hostility. Study how he did it. He was focused on where he was headed. People ain't got to like where you headed, but you stay focused on where you're headed because there is a place of honor that awaits you. That place of accomplishment awaits you. That place of destiny awaits you. That place of glory awaits you. That place of promotion awaits you. So we're going to journey back to Ephesians chapter 12. Katrina, good morning. Aaron Winston Jr., good morning. And we're going to start at verse 4 where we left off. And we're going to move through this. Y'all, because there's some nuggets in here that I synced. I synced it with my own eyes. That thing has me, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm more encouraged about living my life positively. I'm, I'm encouraging my life it's so much right now. That I'm just, you know, like, I think it was Mary J. Blige. Correct me if I'm wrong, people who ain't too saved to listen to the music. I'm living my life like it's golden, golden. Is that Mary J.? Good morning, Monka. Cousin. Cousin. I'm living my life like it's golden because I know where I'm headed. I'm focused on where I'm headed. It does not matter how negative people are around me. I'm not allowing their negativity get in me. So I was all wrong. Jill Scott, they say, well, don't, don't wait now. I'm not going to let (laughs) y'all. I'm not. Okay. No, ma'am. Everybody. Oh, y'all wants to comment now. Y'all been quiet all morning. (laughs) <laughs> now you want to tell me that I got the, the, the person wrong. Okay. Now y'all, everybody wants to, everybody wants to comment now. <laughs> Woo. 
Well, y'all know I ain't up to date then as well as I thought I was. Okay, but I was close. <laughs> yes, what Jill said. <laughs> what Jill said. Okay, well, it's not Mary. It was Jill. It was somebody. One of my sisters said it. <laughs> you know, because I, I know where, where I'm headed. No matter what's going on around me, no matter what's happening, yes, you're mindful of it, you're cognitive of it, yes, you're paying attention to it, but you're not letting what happens around you get in you, okay? You're not letting what happens around you get in you so much that you are set back from your goals. Good morning, Naipu. You're, you're, you're not, you're focused on what's headed. So let's knock Hebrews 12 out. Cause I'm living my life like it's golden, golden. That's what Jill Scott said. Okay. Hebrews chapter number 12 and <laughs> verse number four. I probably should have had that playing in the background. <laughs> oh my goodness. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. All right. So Hebrew, <laughs> Hebrews chapter number four. I mean, Hebrews 12, starting verse 4, says, In this all-out match against sin, okay, he's, he starts out this, this passage in verse 4. In this all-out match against sin, okay, it's an everyday fight for all of us. It doesn't matter who you are, how long you've been in the gospel, what you do right, you know, how you, you know, live your life, you stay separated from people, what have you. This is an all-out match against sin. For all of us. None of us are exempt from the fight against sin. Hear me while I'm talking. None of us are exempt in our fight against sin. We might not be battling the same financial problems. We may not be battling the same health issues we may not be battling the same uh, socioeconomic issues or, 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 you know, where we live, our resident, we may not have residential issues, but we are all in the same fight against sin. Don't let nobody tell you that lie that they don't battle with sin. We, it's an all out match. But the Bible says, in this all out match against sin, others, have suffered far worse than you have. Others have suffered far worse. You know, we face a lot of things, and I that's why I say it, not to let anything rob you of your gratitude, your joy, and your peace. Every day you gotta be thankful. Every day you gotta ex you gotta give some form of gratitude to the Lord Jesus Christ for your life. Because there's always a time, oh my God, that we, that somebody is suffering far worse than you. Now you think people coming against you, it's some all out spiritual warfare, some deep, dark stuff, fights that other people are in. You think you're dealing with rebellion. You think you're dealing with rejection and abandonment. And you think you're dealing with being the blacks. It's somebody that has it worse than you. It's thankful thirsty, y'all. It's somebody that's, that always have it far worse than you. 
to say nothing of what Jesus went through, all that bloodshed that he had to do. He said, so don't feel sorry for yourself. When you're going through things and when you're dealing with things, don't feel sorry for yourself. Too many of us, we spend months and years and decades feeling sorry for ourselves. There comes a time when you got to stop feeling sorry for yourself and be about it, about it. You got to be about your business. You get what I'm saying? Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Yes, it happened to you. It's time to keep moving. Yes, they did it to you. It's time to get to moving. Yes, they said it about you. It's time to get moving. You understand what I'm saying? Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Got to get to the point where you get tired of crying over the same thing. Tired of going around in circles about the same issue. Tired of fighting with yourself and beating yourself up over the same thing. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Somebody else has it far worse than you. I know your money get funny. I know your chains get strange. I know your cupboards get low or even empty sometimes. I know you've been surviving off of Roman noodles and rice. But somebody has it far worse than you. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Get out of that house and get to work. Get out of that house and get Get about it. Get on with it. Like I said yesterday, the word told us yesterday, get on with it. Huh? You didn't get the promotion. Okay, so what? Move on. You can't change it now. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Somebody else, worse off than you, they didn't even get an interview. Come on, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Life is like riding a bicycle. Keep the balance and keep moving. So, so stop feeling so don't feel sorry for yourself. Feeling sorry for you don't get no work done. So feeling sorry for yourself don't get nothing accomplished. Feeling sorry for yourself because you think you married the wrong person. You in this relationship that you probably shouldn't be in. And you get got, you know, these entanglements and things. Stop feeling sorry for yourself and get on with it. You gotta put up with some stuff. Somebody got it far worse than you. Let's get moving. Let's get moving. So don't feel sorry for yourselves. Then it says, or have you forgotten? This is getting good. Or have you forgotten how good parents treat good? Or or have you forgotten how good parents treat children? And that God regards you as his children. We are his children. You hear this? We are his children. You belong to him. You are his seed. You are his offspring. I feel this thing bubbling up in my spirit. And when you are child of the king, it ain't but so much suffering you're going to have to go through. When you are child of the king, it's only when he get to the point where he say enough is enough. I'm getting ready to bring you out with great substance. Lord have mercy. When God, let me, let me pause. I don't want to go there yet. Let's get out of Dodge. I ain't got, I ain't got no, this ain't no church service. This the morning shift. This the morning shift. This the morning shift. He says in Hebrews 12, my dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline, but don't be crushed by it either. Do you hear this word of encouragement? Don't shrug off God. 
disciplined and don't be crushed by it either. When he disciplines us, when he corrects us, don't shrug it off. Don't get angry at it. And don't be crushed by it either. Don't let it, don't let discipline crush your spirits. You hear what I'm saying? Do not let discipline crush your spirit. Don't act like you don't need it. But whenever you submit to it, don't let it crush you. Don't let it kill your spirits. Because the word says, it's the child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. Oh my goodness. Listen at this, y'all. It's the child that he it's it's the child he loves that he disciplines. Now I know sometimes you feel like God just be tearing you up left and right. <laughs> he send you words left and right to correct you. He send words left and right to kind of put you on notice. But listen and keep you in line. That's because he loves you. Woo! That's because uh uh, uh, you got something in you and, and you know how it is when you have that employee or that child or, you know, that friend, that mentor that you see how great their potential is. You got to make sure that they don't get off course. Remember, you got to keep sight. Don't lose sight on where you're headed. So when you have children like that, you got to stay on them because you don't want them to be lost in the streets. You don't want to get want them to get lost in this street gang activity. You don't want them to get lost in in the melee. You don't want them want them to get lost in the debacle. You don't want them to get lost, you know, in that in that negative club life, leading that riotous and reckless life. So you discipline that child. Ooh because you love him you don't you don't you he do it because he loves you he he he's going to not only discipline you but he will also embrace you make sure that you're not disciplining your disciplining your child more far more than you are embracing your child there has to be talk smith there has to be a balance of discipline and embracing oh my goodness oh oh no, 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 no. Listen, I want to talk to you. You got to make sure. You got to make sure that you're not being unbalanced. He's not going to, listen, I'm telling you, he's not going to have you, your life so imbalanced to where you always getting disciplined and you're not being embraced. He said, no, 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 no. Right now might be your season of discipline, but just how you endure in your season of discipline, I need you to hold on because I'm going to embrace you. I'm going to be able to reward you for doing good. After the discipline, sometimes you need a little whooping. Sometimes you need a little tap on that butt to get in line. And so whenever you start doing right, he'll reward you. He'll sprinkle a little here and sprinkle a little there. He'll have people out the blue just bless you and show some love to you. And it's it's a reminder that he's not only disciplining you, but he's also embracing you. And so he says, oh, God is educating you. Oh, my goodness. Whenever he disciplines us, whenever he embraces us, whenever he corrects us, he is educating us. 
That's why you must never drop out. Remember, we said yesterday how important it is for you not to drop out and quit. How important it is for you to finish this race. That you have the ability to strip down, to start running and not quit. Oh. The reason why, reason why we drop out sometimes, like you think back to why kids drop out of school or why even you drop out of school, we let things uh, affect our uh, decision making. And sometimes people drop out for different reasons. Sometimes people drop out of school because it's health reasons. Sometimes people drop out of school because it's a financial reason. Uh, it's, it's a family life situation. And then sometimes people drop out of school because they think they found something better. I want to. I just want to do what I want to do. I can. I'm. At, I'm 16, so I can drop out now. I'm 16, I can quit. And then end up not making anything of themselves. Make sure you don't. Ooh, Oh, Lord, I want to talk to that person who might have been on the verge of dropping out with Jesus. Might have been saying this too much, Lord, I can't take it. I've been serving you, but I ain't been seeing no benefits. I've been ever since I've been serving you. I've been struggling to that person who felt that you were ready to drop out. I need to make sure you don't ever drop out. You want me to tell you why you don't drop out? Because he is going to take care of you. He is educating you with your experiences. He is educating you with the path that you're taking. He is educating you with what he either ordains for your life or what he allows to happen in your life. Make sure you do not drop out. There is, listen, that place of honor is not going to be available to you if you drop out of the race. That place of honor it's not going to be available to you if you quit. It's not going to be available to you if you get sucked up with every wind and doctrine just because it sounds good. We heard this last week, especially talking to the women, how women, when they hear something that's good, hear something that's that's appeasing to the ear, we run after it. We leave what we got, what we know we have, to something that we just, it just sounds good. You'll leave sound word for a prophecy that's going to make you feel good, but not tell you the path and the struggle and the disciplined life that you have to live. Now, I'm not saying that all prophets are like that, but there are a lot that will tell you about the house, the car, the new baby on the way, the unexpected check hitting your bank, but they ain't going to tell you about that life of sin that you're still living in, but you want God to do everything and you can't stand discipline. Some people cannot stand correction. Says you, I'm gonna drop out. Don't be pulled and tossed with every wind of doctrine that come through. A lot of people with gifts, yet no discipline. Want to be great, but lack discipline. If your life is so messed, sit down and be taught for a while. Don't drop out. Since he's treating you as dear children. Listen, 
this trouble you're in is not punishment, it's training. Oh my God. This trouble that you are in is not punishment. This is what the Bible says. It's training. The normal experience of children. There's a quote that says this. Discipline helps us to solve problems. Punishment makes us suffer because you have a problem. Said, so, no, I'm not, I'm not punishing you. This isn't punishment. This is discipline. I'm not punishing you because you have a problem. I'm not punishing you because I'm mad with you. I'm not punishing you because you have this issue. I'm disciplining you so I can help you solve problems in the future. And many of us misconstrue discipline for punishment. It's training, not punishment. This is training and not punishment. And you got too many people who want to be promoted. Too many people who want to be great in God. Too many people who want titles. Too many people who want positions that don't want to be disciplined. How you going to want to be great and you don't want to go to training? And you don't want to be trained. Can't nobody tell you nothing. You think just because you gifted, you don't have no barriers, no boundaries, no nothing. Gifted, but living any kind of way. Gifted, talking to people any kind of way. With no discipline. And will not submit to it. Shame on you. It's training. Not punishment. Let me carry on. Lord, have mercy. It says only irresponsible parents. Only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. You've been leaving your children to fend for yourself. You're irresponsible. Leaving your children to take care of themselves while you running all out to the club and partying and gone for weeks and days at the time. You're an irresponsible parent. That's what the Bible said. Only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. Stay home with your children. They ate and you going to work, leaving them home to take care of the two-year-old and the three-year-old. And then get mad when somebody call you and tell you your children outside without any, any guardianship, without anybody watching them while you out doing your thing. Only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. No, them children ain't used to going to school, uh, let me leave that alone, but I might as well say it. Ain't used to spending all day on, on a computer for school and you want to leave them home? If they irresponsible when you're home, what you think they're going to do when you're gone? And then get mad. These your children, an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a two-year-old, Left to watch the one-year-old, and while you gone doing your own thing, going to Walmart, going to the mall, they out in the middle of the road. You done left them in the apartment complex. They just running around, doing what kids do. And then you get mad, come home 
when the police call you or when somebody call you trying to look out for you, then you get mad cussing them out, upset with them because they called the police. And then you want to whoop the children for coming outside doing what children do. Only irresponsible parents lead the children to fend for themselves. You know I told you not to come out this door. Didn't I tell you to stay in the house? Didn't I tell you not to open the door for nobody? They eight, six, five, four, three, two, one. Since only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves, would you prefer an irresponsible God? Don't nobody want to serve an irresponsible God? Who leave you to defend, to fend for yourself? He's not left you. He's not an irresponsible God. He's always watching. His eyes are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. We don't have, I don't serve an irresponsible God. I don't serve a God who will let me go through and be at the point of breaking and be at the point of throwing in the towel and he not show up for me. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, he will allow us, like my husband said earlier this week, he'll allow us to be in between blessings, but he's not going to ever, he, the Bible tells us, he's not going to leave us nor forsake us we don't serve an irresponsible God I do not serve an irresponsible God so as the word says I gotta let y'all go we respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us so why not embrace God's training so we can truly live ain't nobody talking while we were children our parents did what seemed best to them they did what they thought was right for us. And I used to, I was mad at my mom and them. Used to make us, we couldn't go stay with nobody. We wasn't no spending the night with nobody. We couldn't come to Valdosta and just hang out at the mall. We couldn't come and just hang out at the fair. We had to be in the house before the street lights flickered all the way on. No, they didn't play all that. And I was angry because my friends, oh, talk through me, Jesus, because my friends were doing what they wanted to do. They had the ability to come and go as they pleased. Okay, I'm talking. They had the ability to come and go as they pleased. They were getting everything, four-wheelers and motorcycles and, and basketball goals and, and, and just came and went, got cars left and right, staying out all night, staying out late as they want. You know, we had to be home, but everybody else was still out, and we got picked on and talked about it. My parents were doing what they thought was best for me, but I didn't like it. Because sometimes your purpose can seem like punishment. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes your purpose, sometimes your purpose can seem like punishment. But your parents were doing what seemed best for them to make sure they protect you from the environment, that they protect you from evil, that they protect you from the streets. And so when you look back over your life, oh my God, and you see all of those times that you thought you were being punished. 
But God was saying, no, I was preserving your purpose. I was not punishing you. I was disciplining you because I needed to make sure that you have it in you. You have what it takes in you when the time is right for you to endure this long race called life. Woo! My God. My goodness. It's discipline. It says, but God, I got to let y'all go. But God is doing what is best for us, training us to live God's holy best. Listen at this word. At the time. Oh, my God. I feel like preaching now. At the, LaVon, you still on here? Yeah, B flat. At the time. Discipline isn't much fun. At the time, y'all. Discipline is not much fun. It always feel like it's going against the grain. Listen, it always feels like it's going against the grain. At the time, I'm talking, at the time, I'm talking to somebody who's listening. At the time, discipline is not much fun. It always feel like oh somebody say it always feel like it always feel like because we we are we are emotional by nature it always feels like it's going against the grain but the bible says later of course it pays off somebody shout discipline is going to pay off later of course it pays off handsomely For it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in their relationship with God. Oh, I'm talking. It it pays off later. It's going to pay off after a while. That's what what them old people say. Good morning, Tundra. Good morning, beautiful people. They say serving the Lord is going to pay off after a while. Oh, Lord have mercy. The discipline that you're getting today is going to pay off after a while because we are going to get into that place of purpose you're going to get in that place of honor and be able to look back over your life like i have and say i see where my friends done fell off i see where my friends have gone to jail i see where my friends are in prison i see where my friends are dead oh i feel this thing in my spirit but god i thank you for your discipline that felt like punishment that kept me in the house while everybody else was wondering. They kept me locked up while everybody else were doing their thing. God, you were protecting me from my own self. God, you were protecting me not just from other people. I feel God in my I feel it in my spirit, y'all. He was protecting me from myself. It's going to pay off, y'all. All the correction And all these times that it seemed like you're being punished for serving God, like you're being punished for trying to do the right thing, it's going to pay off. Yeah, I need you to receive this thing this morning. The Bible says if you if 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 you love learning, you should also love the discipline that comes with it. Whoo! Protecting me. From me, Lord have mercy. It's gonna pay off for you. Look what the Bible says in verse number twelve, y'all. I know I'm over, but I'm feeling God here. It says, "So don't sit around on your hands, 
Do not sit around on your hands. No more dragging your feet. Let me encourage you. No more dragging your feet. Clear the path for long distance runners. So nobody will trip and fall. So nobody will step in a hole and sprain an ankle. Here it is. Help each other out and run for it. Help each other out and run for it. Work at getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you'll never get so much as a glimpse of God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If you don't help, if we don't help and work at getting along with each other, because it seems like a lot of us are living by that old song. It's so hard to get along. No, 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 no. Work at getting along with each other and get along with God. Otherwise, you'll never get as much as a glimpse of God. But I'm telling y'all. It says, make sure no one gets out. I got to get out of here, y'all. Make sure that no one gets left out of God's generosity. Keep a sharp eye out for weeds of bitter discontent. You got to keep an eye out now. Because it's people who are trying to spread bitter discontent amongst us. I got to keep reading. If y'all got to go, y'all got to go. I just got to keep reading this. It says a thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in no time. Watch out for the Esau syndrome. Oh, my goodness. Trading away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. I'm talking to somebody. Make sure ooh, that you do not develop an Esau syndrome where you trade away God's lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. Don't do not trade in your purpose for a moment of pleasure. Good God Almighty. Do not trade in your purpose for a moment of pleasure. Trade it in your gift. For, to satisfy something that you ain't going to want after you get it. Huh? My goodness, good golly, Miss Molly. Oh, my God. Esau, this is what the Bible says. You well know how Esau later regretted that impulsive act and wanted God's blessing. But by then, it was too late. Tears or no tears. Don't give away what you'll be crying for later. Don't be impulsive. He said tears or no tears. You're not going to get it back. You being impulsive and, and, and going after your short term appetite and lose your marriage. Be impulsive, short-term appetite, and lose your job and your career. Don't have that Esau syndrome because you lack discipline. 
It's going to pay off for you. Hold on. The tables, tables are going to turn in your favor. Monica, you still on here? The tables are going to turn in your favor. Don't let that short-term appetite fool you and trick you. Don't trade in your, your meal for a snack. Discipline, beautiful people. Discipline. It's not punishment. And although it doesn't feel good at the time, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. So in my closing, beautiful people, I need for you to make sure that you continue to pursue and keep your focus on what's ahead. I do not own the rights to this music, but this is how we got to close out our morning. Come here. Yeah. Joy and fall.